0: the flabbergasted podcast where we just can't believe you haven't seen it every episode we discuss a movie that one of us has seen and the other hasn't follow us on instagram at FlabberPod and subscribe in your podcast app of choice i'm your host rogie let's get to it today i'm joined by a special guest uh, my friend betsy vasbinder hello hi that is probably one of the first and last times you've ever heard me call you betsy as opposed to to Devasti. right
1: it's true yep uh happy to be here Roki. thank you for inviting me
0: yeah we're very excited today to discuss the what is it 1992 movie
1: it is the 1992 muppet version of the christmas Mm. carol um IMDB categorizes it as a comedy drama family film
0: which is crazy is musical not an option is I,
1: christmas movie not an option in IMDB my mind, it's like the musical for christmas i don't know how you could skip that category yeah. but yep we are going to discuss the muppets presenting their own touching rendition of charles dickens classic tale wow
0: it is definitely a rendition i think i agree with touching even
1: Happy to hear that.
0: Spoiler alert for my response to uh, watching A Christmas Carol last night.
1: That's one of the things I'm most curious about is if you were as appropriately moved as you should have mm-hmm. been by the entire mm-hmm. experience. I, I kind of wish I could have watched it with you, but yes. that's what this conversation is Absolutely. for. Absolutely,
0: yeah, we'll definitely hit on that. So this is, you think of this as the musical Christmas
1: movie. I mean, there's people that would say Claymation, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is what that's called, right? Right, there there are so many, and we make a list and watch through the classics every gotcha. year, right? You're going to watch the Dahu, Dore, you know, original sure, Dr. Or Seuss. the, the, the Grinch. Grinch, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to And you're going to love it. But um, in my opinion, those are all good to watch at the holiday season. Mm -hmm. Never a bad time to watch one of those classics, but it isn't Christmas until we have seen this movie. Um, Fun fact for Rogi, especially because he knows my husband, Micah, when we go on road trips together, even if it's not necessarily around Christmas time, If there's a, some downtime in the vehicle where it's getting a little boring, we will just sing this soundtrack. Wow. We might play it in the background. We might just sing it a cappella. We just nice. love the song so much. <laughs> this is such a part of our family Christmas as the Bassbinders.
0: That's so interesting. I definitely enjoyed the songs. The first couple, I wouldn't say that I remember any of the lyrics. They were kind of just generically... The
1: first couple are the two best. <laughs> no. Oh, yes. I disagree with
0: that. Okay. It's good to have some friction because I firmly have a song that is my favorite and it's not close for me. Okay. Um, what? So, yeah, it was just kind of like generically happy Christmas, but nothing that I was like, I'm going to remember where I was when I first heard this Christmas okay. song. That's fun. Okay,
1: that might be where we are not appreciating it because okay. open scene, I yeah. would say this is just the visuals, you've got the sky and you're panning down into the old timey. Oh, London I have lots looking. of thoughts
0: about the panning okay. over the like Great. gingerbread house. Yes. Like obviously minis, like they're not, we're not in London. We're not in a real city. No. We're clearly going over like minis that weren't meant to look photorealistic, right? It's not mm-hmm. like a Lord of the Rings minis where you're like, are using it because you can't actually build Helm's Deep. You're doing it to make it look like a muppetier or Dickens yes. Very London. Very Yes.
1: Uh, that background. We'll see how well I can do a trumpet here, but like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's going. And I feel I'm instantly transported to Christmas (laughs) time.
0: Like, okay, we're here. Is this something that you watch on like the 21st or is it on the 25th or is it just sometime once December starts feeling Christmassy enough?
1: That is just down to scheduling, right? Okay. As a family, we'll watch it whenever it makes sense for mm-hmm. us to sit down and do mm-hmm. it. But it feels like an, a capital M moment mm-hmm. when we're like, okay, today's the day. Okay. We're going to sit, we're going to watch the Muppet Christmas Carol, yeah. and it's our one time we watch it the whole Christmas season.
0: Right. It's not, it's, you don't want it to lose that joy. You want it to be an yes. event.
1: It's special. Right. right.
0: Absolutely. It's so kind of on par with the day you put up the Christmas tree and decorate yes. it. And... Those are, I guess, the big, like, pre-Christmas events, right? hmm And to think what else are the kind of traditions people have. Maybe going caroling or, like, the work Christmas party that people do.
1: Right. We yeah. have a whole bunch of holiday baking, but it, to right. me, that's not assigned one day. You know, mm-hmm. you can have gingerbread cookies anytime mm-hmm. in the season, but mm-hmm. yeah. hmm Muppet Day is more along the lines of putting up a tree.
0: Absolutely. That's awesome. We do It's a Wonderful Life mm. on Christmas Eve.
1: Oh, that's sweet. Um,
0: and so it's definitely Christmas before that. Like that doesn't like signal, you know, something to me. It's just more of a tradition. And like, I feel like watching that movie on that date because that's what we've been doing for years. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. That's Very our big good.
0: one. Um, so yeah, we've talked about that opening pan. Uh, my note was panning over the minis of London during the intro credits is so good. I want to eat it for some <laughs> reason. It's a little like... Gumby clay yes. sort of gingerbread housey, like fondant over like not actually edible roofing. Not totally, but like it's almost there.
1: Yes. It's an edible movie. Mm-hmm. I it no matter where you are when you're watching it, you just feel like maybe there's the scent of gentle cloves wafting up mm-hmm. towards you. Mm-hmm, that might be happening as I'm watching this.
0: My, I, I, I'm not getting cloves in the beginning because for me it's all about like cold London, and then you mm. get and you get mean Scrooge early on. So I'm just thinking cold and coal and like yes. human waste probably. I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking like Dickensian right. London sort of.
1: Yes, I did like filth, how they yeah. they made. Muppet cutesy blend Mm -hmm. with Dickensian London. Mm -hmm. Very, Mm -hmm. very true. So cold and dark and Scrooge enters the scene. Mm -hmm. That's one of the best songs right there. Okay. Is the Ebenezer Scrooge song. Oh, the
0: Mr. Yeah, they're talking about Mr. Here comes um, Mr.
1: Humbug. Yes. Okay. Okay, So you enjoyed that? I'm hearing
0: it. Yeah. So my notes about that are less the song and more like, I'm in a Muppet movie. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't grow up. So I'm actually going to say contradictory things almost. Um, We had one of those houses where we didn't have a DVD player. Actually, when did DVDs come out? We weren't that late on it. But we we had VHSs. We were always watching VHS on the VCR. Mm -hmm. But we only owned like five. Um, Some people had like Walls and Walls and all the Disney and all that stuff. We had like our, our these are the movies of my childhood because they're the canonical ones that we had. We would just watch over and over again. We had a Veggie Tales day on the lion's den. We had Lion King. That's the one Disney that we did have. We have insanely Grease. You know how many times I watched Grease between the (laughs) ages of like four and seven? A lot of times. Wow. So many, there's a
1: lot of inappropriate language it's entirely
0: about sex as it turns out watching as <laughs> adult, which I still do. And I, it's very important to me. I love the movie, but like a wild choice. And we had Muppet treasure Island. Yes. A movie I've watched dozens of times. Mm-hmm. And so that like bobbing back in that same Muppet, Bob, where they're doing the one, two and one, yes. two, they're going side to side. I just, yeah, I, that, I felt very at home at that. And like, I recognize what's happening. Um, Cause you get like the early fourth wall breaking stuff too. Yes. um, And the narration, which is different in here. So it all just felt, it felt homey in a Muppety way for me.
1: Good. Good. I think that's one difference between Muppet treasure Island for me and Muppet Christmas Carol is, for whatever reason, I didn't watch a lot of Muppet movies. Mm -hmm. There's scads of them, and I think those are the only two I've seen. Mm -hmm. Muppet Treasure Island, I have fond memories of because I saw it in my childhood. Mm -hmm. And I believe a lot of my positive reaction to it is, I saw this as a kid, Mm -hmm. I kind of shaped a little bit of my childhood identity Mm -hmm. around it.
0: The songs are bops. They're bangers.
1: <laughs> I would argue Muppet Christmas Carol, you could watch it time in your existence and you can appreciate it. You didn't have yeah. to see it as a kid to be like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I only mm-hmm. like this because I first saw it. When I, I wonder how eight. we
0: can test this. We need to find someone that hasn't seen Muppet Treasure Island as an adult and like jump him into it and be like, is this objectively good or do I just think it's good? Cause I'm incapable of not thinking
1: you it's good. You know, we go to trivia every week with someone who has not seen <laughs> Muppet Treasure yeah.
0: Island, but he doesn't like, mo- Oh <laughs> yes. Okay. Spoiler alert for Austin Rovenstein. It's going to have to be, he's going to, he's going to make me watch a Batman movie. So i I've never seen a Batman Perfect. movie that wasn't star- That wasn't directed by Christopher Nolan. Like anything with the George Clooney, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, the other, whatever the Adam West, all the old Batmans have never seen anything with any of them
1: i love it you watch a batman mm-hmm. he watches muppet treasure island you get him on the pod <laughs>
0: he's just gonna be like um this was a children's movie and it, <laughs> i was upset to my core about the fact that i was watching a children's movie
1: <laughs> i love it it's just a different vibe yeah. you know the people who appreciate dry humor will love yeah. that episode there's dry i think it, it's like
0: i watch episodes sometimes you'll go back and watch spongebob and people are like that's just a little kid show like it's just stupid and fart humor." i'm like I disagree. There are like jokes that are like humorous. SpongeBob is witty at, at mm, times. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the case with stuff in Muppet Treasure Island. Not that we that this is a Muppet Treasure Island podcast. But.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I think some of that is a Muppet Christmas yes. K- Christmas carol as mm-hmm. well. I was curious how you thought it balanced enjoyment for adults, you mm-hmm. know. It, You have the Mm -hmm. Gonzo narrator talking about Charles Dickens was a 19th century novelist. He was Mm -hmm. a genius. And then the humor for the kids. You've got Rizzo Mm -hmm. the rat is falling in a bucket of ice and freezing, you know, and um, basically every bad luck that befalls Rizzo is in there for the children to laugh at. Um, How did you think it did with can everyone of every age enjoy this?
0: So that's an early bullet point that I have, which is that I was... I saw Gonzo coming as narrator. I'm like, okay, this could go either way for me. I end up being fine with it. He plays it super straight, Mm -hmm. which is like weird for Gonzo. I feel like Mm. it would have made almost more sense to me to switch the Gonzo and Kermit
1: roles. Ah, Gonzo maybe
0: can't quite pull at the heartstrings the way the late like Cratchit family stuff does that Kermit does. Right. Um, And
1: wasn't Jim Henson the voice of Kermit?
0: I don't. I didn't know if that was Jim Henson or Frank Oz. Okay. I'm not an expert on some of this stuff. So, yeah, I'm you're welcome either, so let's to look at here. i give that a quick here. Google. Usually, we'd have producer Jeremy off at the sides, like waving his phone at us or airdropping right. me something for some reason. Um, so, my note was that I ended up being fine with Gonzo. I think he does a good job. I could do with like, 15 to 20% less Rizzo. Rizzo, mm-hmm. I'm familiar with Rizzo, right? I, like we said, I've seen Muppet Treasure Island. I know what his shtick is. He's fallen off of stuff. Yes. Um, he's In this one, he's freezes, he freezes, it catches on fire, and he's wet and all kinds of stuff. And I think it's fine. Um, I'm not here. I'm not a slapstick, you know, necessarily. But there is something about when Muppets do it that I'm a little more interested. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, it's not enough to anything like just turn me off or like ruin the movie for me.
1: Good. I I did give a quick Google. Um, Jim Henson did voice Kermit until he passed in 1990. And this movie was in 1992. And that's part of what kicks off the emotions for me is the first thing you see on the screen is in Mm -hmm. loving memory of Jim Henson. And another, I apologize, I don't remember his name, but another guy who did some of the voices. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that's part of it. You have to let the heartstring character be played by Kermit when you're trying in honor of Jim Henson.
0: Because I mean, I I think I have a whole note that's like, is there going to be enough Kermit in this movie? I mean, it's a Muppet movie. Though mm-hmm. Kermit doesn't come in until a third of the way through Muppet Treasure Island. It's not always like he has to be the main character that's on the screen all the time. That's which true. Which I think is interesting handling, right? As opposed to Mickey Mouse is in every scene of a Mickey Mouse film. Or, right. you know, the Mario movie I didn't see, but I'm sure it was all Mario on the screen at all times. You know, you get mm. your, main, your characters who are...
1: Yeah. Always on the
0: screen and Kermit's not that way.
1: I would probably enjoy a Muppet Christmas Carol where Kermit plays Scrooge. Sure, he could he could do that mm-hmm. role. I mean, obviously, in this movie, Michael Caine is a treasure. You don't but, want to replace like, him. I want to look and see if he won Best Actor because he oh, should have. If he didn't, worthy. He was
0: absolutely dealing like for no like not for no reason. I mean, like you're acting. He's trying to do a good job, but like it's just it's him and a bunch of puppets and just the emotions on his face. I mean, that's most of my notes. It just me, being like
1: Michael Caine in this scene. Michael Caine. Yes. Wow, what oh, his it's singing. So good. I I buy the change of heart in his singing. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, So that stuff is really good. I love, I talk about the Muppet Bob dance, dance Bob, I think I love in Muppet movies, how it's just not addressed. that people that live side by side, some of them are Muppets and some of them are humans mm. and it's fine yes. on the street. It, beggars can be either one vendors. A, a human employs a Muppet. A Muppet employs a human later on in the, the fuzzy wig there are stuff. No rules. It is, but also vegetables can be Muppets. Yeah. Muppets are both inanimate objects and, and animated yes. and character objects.
1: Sometimes people. the fruit is just fruit in mm-hmm. a bowl. Sometimes the vegetables are singing to you. Yeah.
0: yeah. You're on your toes about <laughs> the sentience of, everything in this world yeah, but it's not addressed it's never like oh there's another muppet or like his nephew fred could have been a muppet he could have been he absolutely could have been a muppet very true could have been one of just the generic like kid type
1: muppets um right at the party but it was fine that it was a person at the party yeah. that fred hosts mm-hmm. it's like half human half muppet yes. friends have been invited absolutely not that, that any of it. them themselves are half human half muppet but Half of the people right, at the party like, are human. Half of the people. So, at the party have you are seen the
0: Jason Siegel Muppet movie, The Muppet Movie? No, from 2011 or whatever. No. Ooh, it's very good. I've and, seen
1: interviews where Jason talks about yeah. it, and those are hilarious. But I haven't watched the
0: actual. So there's movie. a whole song where he's having to decide: Am I half man, half Muppet, or am I? Am I? A manly Muppet or a Muppet of a man. And that's Uh, about as close as it gets. And so then at one point it pans to a Muppet version of Jason Siegel. So yeah, that's pretty much what being half and half looks like, I think.
1: Now I have to watch that. I guess
0: you could also get like a centaur situation, top half man, bottom half Muppet or something. I don't know which one of those is more terrifying.
1: That's a lot of weight. Yeah. It's a torso of a human man Mm -hmm. on Muppet legs. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's probably too much, but then it's creepy the other way too. It's creepy, yeah. Um, This, so I'm noticing, I'm not the world's most familiar. I mean, obviously, I've seen multiple iterations of The Christmas Carol. I know the, I've seen on Wagon Wheel. I've, I I know the plot and all that stuff. This, I felt like the early Scrooge that we get, he's yellier almost. Mm -hmm. He has more employees and is more iron fisted and less. I, I think the Scrooges I'm used to are are just reclusive and miserly mm-hmm. and he's more actively like getting up in people's business and mean to them yeah. early on.
1: More heinous, mm-hmm. more malicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting observation.
0: Yeah. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but um, that was just kind of a difference I noticed between him and other Scrooges that I might, might have been familiar with in the past.
1: Yeah, you're right. I, it seems like the, the Scrooge in some of the other versions is a quiet, um, introspective outcast, but I don't mm-hmm. really mean introspective in a positive way. He mm-hmm. sort of obsesses too much over yeah, the, reclusive yeah, yeah, like a, a narcissistic yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And this Scrooge, um, I think, might be a little more taken aback mm-hmm. by things like his Fred, His nephew Fred doesn't really like him, mm-hmm. and and the wife Clara like they yeah. make fun of him at the party. And I think mm-hmm. he's genuinely surprised. Like, mm-hmm. oh they not, yeah, they're not sure. enjoying mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. ambiance I bring to a mm-hmm. room with me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he talks about. Well, I mean, I think we'll get to some of that stuff, but that's the first thing I noticed is that like they really hit hard on this guy is mean and Mm -hmm. bad, but more mean, I think, than the Scrooges I'm used to because he, he starts to turn really early. Mm. I think like in the Christmas past, you're all, he's all, he softens. He starts softening yes. quickly. Yes. And so they have to establish him hard as mean at the beginning. So oh, that way sure. he has somewhere to go. I think
1: mm-hmm. is part of that. It being aimed at children might be, you already want him mm-hmm. seeing children in his past. To, I mean, those are the scenes that kids are going to relate to. Yeah, mm-hmm. the kids at school weren't always nice to me, mm-hmm. kind of a, I felt like a loner. Mm-hmm. Um, you want him to have a soft heart towards childhood memories yeah. if you want kids watching it.
0: I think there's also pacing, right? I mean, this is 90 minutes. It's not mm-hmm. a two and a half hour, like, real deep dive into. I think there's other versions where he has a best friend and the, who maybe ends up marrying the girl or something. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it could be like Mandela affecting that. I don't know if that is actually hundred yeah. percent accurate, but did that I think or? there's probably some, yeah, there's probably some where you get more scenes with that fiance girlfriend. Right.
1: Yes. Okay. So question, mm-hmm. which version did you watch? Mm-hmm. What? Yep. So, um, Bella, right. Okay. Or Belle.
0: Is that her name? I don't, know. I didn't write it down. I Oops. just, the only I name I write either. down are the names of Muppets and Michael Caine.
1: <laughs> so Scrooge's fiance. Okay. Um, When they get to their scene where they're outside and she's explaining to him, mm-hmm. you know, why are we waiting? And he says, come on, I love you. And she walks away sadly and says, you did once. Mm-hmm. Did your scene end there?
0: Yes. I think, okay, where's my note here?
1: And Rizzo's crying. Oh, I wrote
0: this exactly. I love you, Belle. And then you did once. And then there's just no response, which I thought was insane. Like you to just not to not even like snarkily bite back. I mean, oh. to show his dissent, but just for her to walk away. I'm like, what are we doing, Michael Caine?
1: It's because a whole song gets cut there. Really? So you've not heard it yet. No. They sampled it on an audience and it was deemed too sad for a children's movie. Wow. She sings a whole song called The Love Is Gone.
0: Okay. So
1: right there when she says you did once the music swells, mm-hmm. she sings her whole song about how much they had mm-hmm. together and how he's throwing it away mm-hmm. for the pursuit of money yeah. and all the love they had is gone. And so um, when whenever we watch it with my in-laws as well, my mother-in-law cries every single time at yeah. that song. She can't help it. I mean, same response Rizzo has. And yeah, you have to, I forget what it is, if it's a theatrical version or what, you have to choose at the beginning with a DVD. And if you choose the wrong one, you miss that song entirely.
0: We were just on Disney Plus and I just clicked. It didn't seem like it gave me options, but maybe I wasn't looking hard
1: enough. No, I think you're right. I think the Disney Plus version, because we own a DVD copy. And we watch the Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, it doesn't give you a choice. Okay. So you wow. saw the. Wow! I
0: wouldn't have known. Disney
1: Plus didn't trust you. This is with great. The sad
0: song. Yeah, because there's the a point at which Rizzo's like, "Is this too scary for a kids movie?" And Gonzo's like, "It's culture," which I like. <laughs> it's like kids can handle some scariness, and it's fine.
1: Right. That um, kind
0: of goes hand in hand with that.
1: I have wondered as I've watched various versions of *Christmas Carol*. Have you read the book? <sighs>
0: I think we did like in middle school. Okay. I I think in eighth grade we did, but I don't have a lot of specific recollection about it.
1: It's it's definitely one in my mind. I played up as like this difficult to read classic. And mm-hmm. then whenever I hear people talking about it and I think, Oh, it's been a while. I should read it. I'll reread it and think that's surprisingly readable. Yeah. Dick, Dickens yeah, wrote Dickens in a way is, that we yeah. can understand now it's not Shakespeare. Well, there are two characters in that book that I have Shakespeare not...
0: taking shots on this podcast. Yeah. Sorry. You heard it here first guys.
1: Um, Ignorance and want mm-hmm. show up in the book, right? These two shabby little um okay. impoverished children. And the narrator in the book calls one ignorance and one want mm-hmm. and like, oh, no, here they come. This is something we have to watch out for is if you get too much of this in a society, you're struggling. Yeah, And they don't appear in any of these Christmas carols. I don't think they're in the Jim Carrey version, mm-hmm. any of that. Um, I'm not sure if you can do ignorance and want in a Muppet movie. No. I think you could in a children's movie if you maybe did it Pixar. Okay. You know, a la Inside Out when mm-hmm. they can represent every emotion. I bet if you let the folks at Pixar loose on that mm-hmm. concept, they could present it to children. But I think a Muppet, would, you could do it and it would be too hard to yeah. see.
0: What are the names of the little um, demonettes from Hercules? You know what I'm talking about? Oh. The ones that try to... The little um, pink one
1: and the little blue one. Yeah, and they're just they're bantering and they've got
0: the hive and they they're the ones that feed him the bottle and they turn into mm-hmm. kids and stuff sometimes. I'm um, maybe
1: groob or something. I think like that.
0: they I think they're named after like vice the one it's they're like pain and panic, pain I think are panic. their names.
1: There it is. That's about the
0: closest parallel that I could draw to trying to do something like that. Mm-hmm. In like a cutesified bantery way. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yep. In the cartoon, you can make it cutesy. I mm-hmm. think with a muppet, you'd have to have an actual impoverished looking.
0: Oh, so sad. Skinny, they frail, little bunny, shabbily dressed like, little bunny oh, boy was about as close as the they get. Bunny. Yeah.
1: Okay. Do we want to jump straight to the bunny's arc there?
0: Sure. I mean, we see Bunny early on. He yes. is good King Wenselis. Yes.
1: And isn't yeah. that the great song? Too? Yes.
0: It's the perfect Caroline song. <sighs> um, other than he'll become a Wassaline. Those are the only two good really like Caroline specific songs for me. Yes. Um, and he, he does the thing where Scrooge like kicks him out and is rude to him and Scrooge opens the door back up and you see the bunny face go, huh? I've he, he's realized the error of his ways. Just like in yes. that little look in his eyes, it turns around and gets smoked with a wreath, <laughs> I, an active Scrooge. He's not as old as maybe on yeah. picture too. He's a Scrooge with some vigor in his anger.
1: It's true. He nails him with the wreath yeah. and it looks like a real shot too, with Michael McCain yeah. actually throwing it. Yeah. Um yeah, one of the most heartbreaking characters when you see him mm-hmm. shivering in the cold, yes. that is a real matchstick not, girl moment.
0: I, I expected a different Muppet to come and put a blanket on him just because yeah. it was gonna be too sad for a Muppet movie. And it's like, yeah. nope. Sometimes people are really cold because we do not house them.
1: Sometimes it's awful. Yeah. yeah. So I that is one where I really appreciated that the people who made it weren't just using any old cute Muppet for every role. Yeah. They bring back that boy yeah. at the end to mm-hmm. be the one who buys the turkey, who mm-hmm. gets to participate in the meal. And you just get this sense mm-hmm. at the end. I bet he was warm and well-fed every day after that.
0: Oh yeah.
1: I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I let your head can. I, I let myself feel that. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. I want to make sure if there's anything else I'm missing, we talked about people and Muppets living interchangeably. Um, I do just as a quick a quick thing, um, before we get into the first ghosts, we're gonna run. I was like, oh, we'll be, you know, it'll be under an hour. <laughs> um, before we get to the first ghosts, there's the scene where they, where Kermit and the rats are negotiating for one day off Christmas Day. Yes. and I'm like, this is why the union movement had to happen in the late 19th century because you cannot have Kermit and some rats negotiating against Scrooge to get one day off. The leverage is just so off here mm-hmm. that he, they're also scared of him and they have to have their jobs. And it's winter, and things are cold, and they, you know, they have no real leverage mm-hmm. as far as like striking or something. So, this is why collective bargaining is important, folks.
1: It it is. This That's, is a pro it's the collective heart bargaining of the movie, podcast.
0: really. Yeah, it keeps coming back to that theme, right? <laughs> uh, maybe I'm just in a particularly socialist mood today. Um, it's so pleasant watching Kermit sing non-denominationally about Christmas, is and just being Kermit. I think is pleasant. Um, we talked about, we're just running through my notes. We talked about putting Gonzo in the narrator role. Um, so I do think that right before the Marley ghosts show up, which are perfect as the old men. Yes. Um, that's their that's their lane in in a Muppet Christmas movie. Um,
1: I, I love that they make fun of him and laugh in that song because yes. as a kid in any version, I was always up in knots waiting for that scene because mm-hmm. you know it's at the beginning, you know it's scary and it's yeah. going to be hard. And even as a kid, I was still afraid of that scene. Mm-hmm. Some but just because it's ghost. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to do it. Have yeah. these two funny guys. Sure, they're ghosts, but mm-hmm. as soon as they start talking, you're laughing.
0: And it somehow just plays. It dovetails so nicely with the existing Muppet universe where that's what these guys do. Is it set up there? and they heckle mm-hmm. and so they don't even need to it's, it's totally believable that that's what those guys would be doing and if you've seen anything Muppet it just oh that's what these guys are doing of course if it it's right, right. In. Yeah. Um, I do think they do a really good job in these scenes where Scrooge goes home it is really showing the extent to which he is a, he is a man that has a lot of money but denies himself any of the joys mm-hmm. or trappings of that wealth on a daily basis for no reason.
1: No like, carriage ride home. It's yeah. on foot mm-hmm. in the cold. No,
0: at least there's, you don't have the one kind of old mean maid that made him a sandwich or anything. It's just him by himself eating like hard cheese and bread that he Probably got day old from the bakery uh-huh. down the street.
1: Yeah. And so In like, the dark. Yeah.
0: He has a couple of nice you know, he has like what like a nice suit or something and even the curtains it mentioned like weren't that like were to kind of oh, knock off. Cheap
1: demand. I mean
0: it, his bed might have been comfortable. It looked fairly the four post bed looked mm-hmm. fairly nice, but he has this big house and It's just so sad the way he's choosing, he's let that desire for the accumulation of money and not Mm. the, at at least, I mean, gauche privileges that that money can give you. He's not letting that like warm any, even like greedy. It's like, he's not greedy. He just has to make money for the sake of doing so.
1: It's almost out of habit at this point. He's not getting anything out of that. The pursuit of money is not serving him.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting, and and uh, it just struck me more with this Scrooge than like a Scrooge McDuck swimming in his money (laughs) pool, sort of thing, who has a pool full of money and has a nice house with servants. If you enjoy swimming in money,
1: you've got that. Yeah, right.
0: This Scrooge doesn't enjoy anything. No, there's no enjoyment. Mm -hmm. He just enjoys not enjoying things or something. Um, and I noticed that it said. Scrooge and Marley's or Marley's. And I was like, why is there more than one Marley? Yes. And I was like, okay, this is why there's more than one Marley. Cause,
1: Cause you have got- to have the funny old guys doing it together. Mm-hmm. You don't yes. put one of those in the role. Right.
0: You'd be like where this doesn't know yeah. they wouldn't work at all. I so. appreciate that change mm-hmm. early on. I think that's, you start to see Scrooge is a little fearful. He's, he says something like, well, you know, you guys, you guys were nice to people when you were alive. And they're like, yeah. ah, no, we weren't. Like, <laughs> you're, you're misremembering how things have gone, Scrooge.
1: Yes. Already trying to justify what you couldn't yeah. have been that bad. Yeah. I'm not that bad. Right.
0: Mm hmm. hundred percent. So that's good. Um, is there anything else we want to hit kind of in those before we get to Christmas past?
1: No, we can jump. Nope? Okay. Ghosts.
0: Let's jump ahead. Um. He does, you do, you got to hand it to Scrooge. Early on, he's like, okay, this is happening and there's spirits and there's some sort of like, I don't know if it's, if I would describe it as Dickensian or like a Victorian age, like sometimes there are spirits, but he's like, Oh spirit, dude I I will not be, I will fall if I jump out of the window. So and he's like, Oh, I'll take your hand he says, Okay, spirit. Like he's not happy about what's happening. Yes. But he's like, Oh, I'm in one of those spirit situations. I have yes. to do this. I have to he's, he's polite to them. He's not rude to the spirits.
1: I'm, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm disappointed, yeah. but I'm not surprised. Yeah. He's I'm, not, and, and
0: even if surprised, not shocked, not disbelieving no, at any point. No. Oh, yeah? sure.
1: A spirit. Okay. Yeah. Not glad you're here. But mm-hmm. if you tell me to take mm-hmm. your hand, I'm buying it. The
0: number of times he says, oh, spirit. And like <laughs> ask them a question in a way that is like surprisingly polite for like a Scrooge character. That can sometimes Differential. be. Yeah. You're
1: going to know. And Scrooge I Scrooge can
0: be acerbic and like just really cutting to everyone he talks to, mm-hmm. even in the memories, I think in some versions. And this one is like. This is my closest thing I have to a friend in this situation, so like I'll be yeah, like you said, deferential to him. I think Mm -hmm. it's kind of fun. Got to hand it to him a little bit for that. Um, The I didn't, I didn't totally buy. I thought the kid stuff was fine. It didn't. The kid stuff didn't hit me that much because he he was really young to be saying, "I need to use this time to stay in and work on my studies." Like maybe as like a weird eleven year old, I get that. But at seven or eight, in that Mm. very first one, it's like I don't know. Like there had to be some sort of parental trauma. Like, I needed yes. something to kickstart that.
1: Yes, I think the childhood part is described very differently in each mm-hmm. film version yeah. of A Christmas Carol. Yeah. And um, I think it could use more details. That mm-hmm. feels like a scene where things got cut. Yes. And you're just sort of having to guess, wait, mm-hmm. why was this child left here? He's not an orphan, right? Right. He's not in an orphanage. He has a family. Where are they at the holidays? And you don't know. And it just moves on to, yeah. well, he's an adult now and he's graduating.
0: Yeah. And like, I guess this headmaster just had an, an outsized impact on his view of the world, who is mm-hmm. saying, like, you have to work so hard. No one will ever give you anything. Never be nice to anyone. Don't tip your carriage driver. And you're like, okay, I guess that's supposed to just be his Joker villain backstory. Like, and that's why he is Scrooge, is because this one large eagle with, said these things to him when he turned 18. Also, when he was 18, his voice was so high. <gasps> Do you never notice this?
1: Yes, headmaster. Yes, headmaster. Head he's,
0: but he's like a borderline adult man. Like right. it's insane. I'm,
1: I'm assuming this is high school graduation yeah. or at least eighteen. Yes, you right. know? Yeah.
0: I thought I was always sounded weird at that point.
1: What was your reaction no. to? It is the American way.
0: Yeah. That all I'm thinking about is him as the first mate in Muppet Christmas in in, uh, Muppet Treasure Island, which Mm -hmm. when he's like, this is what we shall do now. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it was fun. Yeah. I didn't, it wasn't my, it wasn't a huge reaction for me, I guess. Yeah. Is that one of your, is that one of your guys' favorite bits?
1: That bit was definitely one. It did not land as a child Mm -hmm. or I just thought the school scene was super boring. Couldn't wait to get the more interesting parts as an adult. I'm actually enjoying, I'm seeing the March of Time as the shelves are falling and I'm grasping who some of those statues are supposed to be, the busts on Mm -hmm. the shelf. Mm -hmm. And when he gets corrected and the eagle has to go, oh, it is the British way. As an adult, I'm like, that's actually funny. These are Americans making this movie. But yeah, yeah, definitely a joke that sails over my head as a child. I was trying
0: to figure out if like, I think of him when I think of capitalism and like his, you know, nose to the grindstone mentality. Like mm-hmm. I guess there's sort of a stiff upper lip like we, we are, you know, British, like stoicism that that's speaking mm-hmm. to that maybe like wasn't totally clicking with me like the devotion to capitalism type of stuff, but there's the the fat cat money lender top hat sort of I guess caricature that exists about, you know, rich British people. So it does mm-hmm. make some sense, but at first I was like no, it's kind of the American way. I think yeah. I think you're actually right. Yep. Um, so that's really good. I don't... I similarly, don't totally buy... I mean, it's fun to see Fozzie, and it's fun to see a Muppet Party. Like, that's all fine. But just, again, I think something was cut almost out of something. It was mm-hmm. like, we're just here for this to be a Muppet Party, which is cool. Yes. But it didn't push much forward. I mean, we we saw him go, I've been looking at the books... And this party's too expensive. Like maybe a couple other things are too expensive or like pointing out that this guy is shaving money off because he's trying to feed his family like Mm -hmm. something a little meaner. Mm -hmm. I thought there could have been one more scene maybe with Fozzie wig.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I I wonder if that's part of what laid the groundwork for this guy will not allow himself to enjoy anything. You know, even as right. a youth, he was party. What yeah. for? That doesn't serve he a He goes purpose. there just
0: to meet with his boss about business yeah. stuff. He probably yeah.
1: wouldn't have even attended the party had he not had concerns about the finances. Right. Yeah. I I do think they were just taking advantage of, we want to have the Swedish chef. Where do we show him? At the yeah. party. Yeah. How do we get the monster to play drums? Well, mm-hmm. we'll do them all at this event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind mm-hmm. of an excuse to show off Muppet. Yeah. Hi, jinx.
0: I love the Swedish chef. I'm I'm a big Swedish chef guy. <laughs> and even I was like, this is just gratuitously a, here's the Swedish chef. Look, like just someone pointing, look, it's a Swedish chef in a Muppet movie. Like it's yes. all it's happened. He wasn't worked in as some sort of British chef or like in a, a situation where there even would be a chef for any reason.
1: Right. No, just a cameo. <laughs> yeah. Just there he is. Yeah. And that's fine.
0: It's a Muppet. It's the Muppet version of this. And yeah, it, you're you're good to have a cameo. Absolutely. I just, yeah, I could have used a little more. I did, I love that middle-aged young actor that they have playing young mm. Scrooge. Uh, not so much that I thought he was an amazing actor. He looks so much like what I assume young Michael Caine looked like. Oh. Like, did they have his son? Like, at one point I was like, is that Michael Caine in makeup? In like super de-aging something?
1: Interesting. I, just, it,
0: I bought it really the, strongly.
1: There is an angelic yeah. essence to his skin. I don't mm-hmm. know what lighting they had him under yeah. as they were filming, but yeah, yeah. He, he subtly glows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He flawless, does glow a little. Yeah, poor I wonder if it's something to do with
0: Muppet stage lighting or something mm-hmm. like that he just stands out compared to like all of the felt sort of characters or something. Sure, maybe <laughs> his skin's that much <laughs> shinier. But I was really impressed by the casting at the very least there.
1: Yes, um, very much
0: so. At one point. And I don't know, it would have had to be, oh, okay. So we talked about, I love you, Belle, you did once, and then no response. And then that's where the song should
1: be. I do think you feel the abrupt cut. Mm -hmm. I mean, I grew up watching the longer version. And so I noticed right away when we'd switched to the Disney Plus version, I thought, somebody just hacked the, excuse me, hacked the film right here. Like they cut it with a machete. This was not gentle, thoughtful editing.
0: No, Yeah. So then they keep going back. They're doing this thing where I can't tell Rizzo and Gonzo like have to physically follow him, but Gonzo still knows what's going on. It's Mm -hmm. a weird like omniscient third person narrator thing where they're like, and it's just so that there can be gags about them holding onto the rope and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but they keep like waking up with him and stuff. My, maybe my favorite scene, my favorite line in the whole movie is when he's waiting for ghost of Christmas present. I think it might be like, it's like one in the morning. It's like right in oh, there uh-huh. when he's back in his room and Rizzo goes, they, like the clock strikes something and Rizzo goes, um, okay, I wrote it down here. Is it too early for breakfast? And Godzilla just goes, Yes. <laughs> like he, 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 there's like no hesitation. He's just like, yeah, it's too early for breakfast. Like that's it. He just says yes. And he keeps going. And I was like, that's so good. That is such good straight man stuff from Gonzo right there, which he never gets to play.
1: No, yeah. no, he doesn't. Yeah. Oh man. Favorite line. I wrote down so many quotes. Good. Gosh. Okay. We'll, we'll get to my favorite quote okay. later because it kind of wraps up the whole film. But it's still right along. there, Ghost of Christmas mm-hmm. Present it has got to be my husband Micah's favorite line because. Mm-hmm. Year round, he will find ways, you know, your little joke with you and Hunter where you say like, I oh, hardly know her. I hardly know her. Yeah. Michael will try to, in any situation, just let out a big come in and know me better, man. <laughs> like you can't knock on any door in our house without getting that response, no matter yeah. what month of the year it is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Is awesome.
0: He does say know me better, man, several times. Several times. Yeah.
1: Yes. And. I don't know how much the podcast audience can appreciate this, but when when I first see that character every time I watch it, I think Paul Monroe. Oh, nice! Jolly giant yes. would absolutely, absolutely say that line and mean it from the bottom of his yes, heart. Yes, he would.
0: <laughs> My the first thing that I am struck with is always Rubius Hagrid. Oh, yeah. I mean, just such a half larger uh, than life, like barely fitting in the room sort of thing. Yeah. So Robbie Coltrane, and kind just of there to is. provide
1: yeah. warmth and just mm-hmm. love on whoever mm-hmm. needs it. Yeah,
0: definitely a big a jolly hearty laugh and hug. Little and tankards minded. of ale. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, very in the present. Yeah, yes. kind of thing. Mm-hmm percent yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a couple other, I felt like there was enough of a, st- like a lull in plot here for me to put, come up with a couple of like, here's where I'm at so far things. One of which is, cannot say enough about Michael Caine here. Mm. Um, oh, the, so when we, when we're in the, in the Christmas present, we're at uh, nephew Fred's house and they're playing 20 questions kind of, you know, yes or no, I think is what it's called, right? The um, yes. little game. And you know, we know immediately that Scrooge and Scrooge is like so sincerely plain. And he's, oh no, I said that first. And he's like making guesses and stuff. And they're not great guesses. I mean, and also he like isn't right about some of his yeses and no's. Um, in a way that I thought was a little weird. But he's he's so happy that it's happening. And yeah. then when they say, when he says, Oh, you're Scrooge, and everyone's just laughing, it's like, Yeah, that guy sucks. And his like he is wrecked. Yes. Like Michael Caine did not have to go that hard, like to be like how devastated he was, like yes, oh, like they, like this is what I am to them, and like and it, the elation he hadn't been that happy Ugh. to feel like he was playing a game in how in decades, right. right? To go from there to him being the butt of the joke so quickly, like you can see on his face that you you can't picture another actor. In that, like, no one could no. have done that as well as he the did The right
1: devastation. There. Yes. He was just instantly gutted yeah. at the realization. I thought he was going
0: to start crying, and he doesn't, <gasps> but his eyes are so red and, like, watery in a way that's yes. almost more affecting.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I think you can see approaching tears yes. in Michael Caine's eyes mm-hmm. in more than one scene. Mm-hmm.
0: That, f- uh, upon one brief watch, that was when I probably would have said he felt he was the most upset mm. in my recollection of it. Mm-hmm. Because like, I mean, we'll get to some of the later stuff with the Christmas future and like he's seeing his own death. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. People die like you're, you're really, you know, you're seeing a headstone that has your name on it, like. You did not realize you were gonna die at some point, Scrooge. And maybe that's true and he's coming to grips with his own mortality in a way that he didn't Mm. really previously realize. But it's more that's more affecting for me, is him seeing like how people what people think of him than him like being sad that he's gonna die. Cause like that's so human.
1: With Fred previously in the in the film, you only see Scrooge acting like, oh boo, you and your dumb parties. Mm -hmm. I would never even want to go. Yeah. So when you see him actually Mm -hmm. at the party and he should know he's not there, but he still can't help but participate. He's like, right. "Well, gosh darn, this is fun." Yeah, that
0: makes it that much more yeah, a yeah. loss. Yeah, yeah, and. Not for nothing, when Fred invites him to a party, and he's like, "Party? You're so poor. What's Scrooge ever done for you?" And you go to Fred's house, and it's like perfectly nice. <laughs> like he's clearly like uh, upper, upper middle, middle class. class. Yeah, are <laughs> yes. Like Scrooge, you're just like I guess out of touch or like wrong about what's going on yeah. with Fred's finances. Or Scrooge is like yeah. Jeff
1: Bezos, and yeah. so anything below that yeah. is like, oh, you you impoverished person. But Jeff
0: Bezos has a yacht. Like Scrooge, there's no Scrooge is Warren Buffett. I guess is the closest comparison for. There's just loads the somewhere way he's, that he's choosing to yeah live his. To spend his money. So. I
1: do love the Fred quote, uh, the champion of the Christmas spirit, mm-hmm. uh, early on when he's trying to invite Scrooge to the party and oh. he says, you know, even though it's never put a scrap of gold in my pocket, mm-hmm. I believe Christmas has done me good and I'll mm-hmm. continue to celebrate it. That's, Absolutely. That's one of those lines where I think, yeah, outside of a belief system. Yeah. People can get behind what this holiday does for people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think everyone can relate to, you know, you're you're checking out at the store buying gifts for people and you're like, how much money am I spending actually on these yes. gifts but you know, it comes back around and that mm-hmm. kind of aspect of it, yeah, I think it's absolutely true. It's also at this point that I almost paused it and was like, why did they stop making these movies? Mm. And so if you'll indulge me in a a little game of pitching uh, classic books that could be adapted into (gasps) Muppet films.
1: Yes, please. I already want to watch them without knowing which ones you picked.
0: Uh, So I said, why can't we do one of these 90 minute Muppet musical every two years? Uh How is there not a, an audience for this? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, they, I guess they did a couple of them and maybe they didn't, they tied the TV show too briefly. Oh, like here in, like the, in the 2010s, I think, hmm. or maybe the late 2000s. Um, so here's what I came up with. Uh, Muppet Gulliver's Travels.
1: Oh, says absolutely. No?
0: Easy. Big yeah. one. You got your big ones. You got your little ones. You cast Timothy Chalamet as Gulliver and everyone else <laughs> is a Muppet. Right? Fun. Maybe he's a little young. You cast Bandit, Cumberbatch. I'm just going to hey. cast Bandit, Cumberbatch, Timothy Chalamet and everything. Chalamet is so.
1: about to do Willy Wonka. If he can mm-hmm. do Willy Wonka, he mm-hmm. can do
0: Gulliver. He's got to be, I'm assuming that's like a young Willy Wonka though, right? Oh. that's like pre-Gene, Wilder. he's not trying to be the same as Gene Wilder is.
1: Oh, I assumed he was doing Gene really? Wilder. I, oh, I did. Oh, wow.
0: I'm intrigued.
1: I believe he's doing full
0: A Wonka. very important film from my childhood as well. That was one that maybe we owned. The um, Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory. And the scariest scene I've still ever seen in a film when they are on the river. Yeah. And the chicken gets his head cut off. What are we doing?
1: The chicken. That's, in, that's in one of the oh, like film the projection. things. Okay. Yes,
0: so they're yes. like, what's going on here? Yes. Um, okay. So we've got Muppet Gulliver's Travels. Muppet Moby Dick.
1: Oh, yes. Probably anything that was done by Wishbone. Yes. You could do with Muppets. Muppet
0: Frankenstein. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the last of the Mupphekins.
1: Oh, Absolutely get a punny name going. Yep.
0: Please. Uh, they Little Muppet Women. Who says no to, to like a little or Pride and Prejudice. I want it. I like want something to like that. Pride and yeah. Prejudice was
1: the one I was thinking. Maybe even yes. more. Yes. Let's you get, get a them in dresses Austin. and
0: stuff. I mean, Miss mm-hmm. Piggy, you got Kermit in like a three piece suit all the time Kermit for some reason. Kermit wears
1: a tricorn hat yes. in Treasure Island. We know he it looks no good in it.
0: It's yes. no problem. Uh, Muppet Family Robinson. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That's Hi-jinks. another classic childhood movie of mine.
0: I, f- I feel like that fits really well into Treasure Island. It does. So Robinson and then Robinson Crusoe, maybe um, the Muppet. Oh, if the last one is just the Muppet and it's the Hobbit, but it's oh. Muppets. Yeah.
1: <laughs> how about a Muppet Hamilton?
0: Oh, wow. You're going to do a you musical. Go modern and you're just doing Hamilton and Kermit is playing Hamilton. Yep. But then you, they, do they still recycle characters like how the actors play multiple characters? I think you have
1: to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. I went to
0: Hamilton the one time. I'm not like a, you know, mm. super knowledgeable about it, but that's interesting. I was trying to think of stuff that's like borderline public domain, like oh. just older stuff that like, yes. you know, Warner Brothers isn't putting the kibosh on the rights to. I mean, they're never going to get like something like The Hobbit. That, that doesn't really work, but.
1: So speaking of owning few VHSs as, as children, uh-huh. very off topic from Christmas Carol, but no. we owned a movie called, um, Oh, gosh. Well, now I'm thinking of the Music Man, which would be super fun to see with Muppets. Yes, the Muppet Man. (laughs) The Yankee Doodle Dandy okay I don't know you can do old okay. Andy, I don't think it's about George M. Cohan which I think your family's musical nerdy history would get very probably. into yeah. you would probably recognize some of the songs that he is wrote written in there but yeah that's so old it was a VHS we inherited from my grandma so wow. I only watched it because we weren't allowed to watch TV so yeah. it's, it's there let's do oh. it but yeah that would be a fun one to kind of bring back into cultural zeitgeist mm-hmm. via the Muppets because mm-hmm. who else is watching something like that is
0: it like set around 1776 like it's that kind of it's like a start. Spangled thing or
1: no, it's set at like the height of Broadway musical theater. Um, but, uh, the guy, it's about his family kind of up and coming from rags to riches almost Mm -hmm. of we're struggling artists who can't quite Mm -hmm. make it on the scene too. Now I'm writing hit songs that are in every musical. And so his, he himself was born on the 4th of July. So he's the Yankee Fun. doodle boy. Yeah. And so he has a song called I'm this Yankee doodle dandy that yeah. he sings and whatever. Yeah. But yeah, an enjoyable musical. And it's about real history. George M. Cohen really was mm-hmm. a prolific uh, Broadway mm-hmm. writer. So, yeah. No
0: reason that can't be Muppets. No reason. There's no reason. Absolutely not. The Muppet, they can't be the world's most expensive films to make. I mean, mm-hmm. if you cut out, there, there were like a lot of cameos in the two semi live, I mean, live action, I guess, Muppet movies from the Jason Siegel was in. So you cut out some of that stuff, and you just make it more Muppety and cast the one star. Right. Like this seems like a formula. Yes. To me.
1: Yes. Why can't you just apply There's gotta it There's got to be more? nostalgia for it. Oh my goodness.
0: People our age are having kids and stuff.
1: Oklahoma. <laughs> 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 I don't know how you do Judd's right. dead with Muppets. True. But maybe maybe you lighten it up. Here. Maybe you don't make it. You know, I mean,
0: I think characters die in Muppet. Well, it's not violently. Yeah. Well, some of the Judd stuff is a little like rapey overtones, uh-huh, right? Is kind uh-huh. of the deal with that.
1: Muppets may not be the ideal yeah. vehicle for that story. Yeah.
0: But you just, yeah, you just changed kind of that part of it mm-hmm. for some reason. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's get some more Muppet movies. I'm on, whoever, I'm on board. Whoever owns Muppets, NBC, Universal. Um, so we have, okay. I didn't realize the whole time. I didn't realize that I was missing Miss Pinky
1: i had oh, uh-huh. forgotten.
0: I wasn't thinking the whole time, like, when when's Miss piggy going to show up? Yeah. Wasn't happening for me. Not that I did. wasn't pleased to see Miss Piggy, mm-hmm. and it didn't immediately lock. Of course, Miss Piggy is, and there's baby piggies. I do like that the girls are piggies, and the boy is Kermit. <laughs> the but is they're not, there's no mixing. There's no blending. No. Like, the Punnett Square did not happen here.
1: <laughs> they just went the Boys full. are frogs, yeah. girls are pigs. Yes. Did you take a science class? Absolutely. Hello. <laughs>
0: well, it's first grade, SpongeBob. Um, so that's good, and she's good, and the family is just like perfectly endearing Mm -hmm. and this is my favorite song and it's not even a full song but Mm -hmm. it's couldn't you and i I don't i remember being a favorite but i couldn't like do it for you right now it's kermit and with tiny tim on his shoulder walking (gasps) down the street (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
1: Yeah.
0: and he's just like he he's like doing harmonies yeah
1: oh man it's so
0: good it's just like absolutely like bops along and you know that's when I notice whoever's playing Kermit is doing the Kermit voice and also harmonizing. Yes. And I'm like, this is just so cool. Oh man. They're just showing off. Like that's all that yes. little scene was. Yes. Absolutely. So I really enjoyed that. I'll
1: forgive you for not loving all the other songs I mm-hmm. love as much because that one is good. You're right.
0: Yeah. That's my, my personal and that's just maybe like I like the up tempo. Maybe it's mm-hmm. all pretty uptempo, but mm-hmm. that's just, yeah, I love that one. Uh, they they really nail. This is when I'm really starting to realize that I'm getting I'm not like I'm not crying, but like it's really working. The you know oh he you know tim was at church and everyone just was blessed by his presence and isn't that speech so yeah, good? All of that kind of stuff. I thought it would like,
1: help people to see the yeah. you know to remember the one who made lame yeah. men walk and blind men see and I'm, yeah yeah and that's as, that's as Christian time. as it
0: gets. I think Ooh. I think I think we peak at the mm-hmm. level of that's where we hit the, the top of. How Christian, any message in the movie, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting too. And I don't know if it's, I mean, Michael, you, you keep coming back to Michael Kane's face just like realizing how sweet of a little kid and that he's the one holding the purse strings preventing his yes. kid from getting like an actual turkey leg for dinner and that kind of stuff. Yes. So I think that's helping. You've seen his reaction is informing my reaction to some extent at that mm-hmm. point.
1: I but do, it's really good. I appreciate that. It's 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 very ahistorical, the lines they let Miss Piggy have. But um when she gets to kind of vent a little bit in into Michael Caine's face mm-hmm. there at the end, that you know he should get some sort of come up its for everything because she doesn't realize he's there to offer generosity yeah. and whatever this time. Yeah. Um, you know, she could not have gotten away with that in the time period. But since she it's a Muppet just movie, been
0: slapped <laughs> woman. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's big emotions Miss Piggy we're going to let her have mm-hmm. this moment. I enjoyed yeah. that. It not that, you know, post interchange michael cain needs that but as an audience member you appreciate yeah sometimes mm-hmm. you just want to yell that at the yeah. people who are holding other people back. and she
0: had been restrained up to that point mm-hmm. i mean she like stops herself from talking bad about him and they let her do the toast and, and, and uh, yeah and then later is like holding back her tears and is like trying to stay composed and stuff yes. in a way that you don't normally associate with this biggie. <laughs> so they have to let her let loose a yeah. little bit there at the end yeah for sure so yeah it it, they're really trying to ride the crest like after they introduced tiny tim and then it's like all right now you guys are gonna be sad about tiny tim we're gonna try to milk it for like 25 minutes and it i didn't it it started to dip a little bit for me but Mm -hmm. i I mean i really enjoyed all the stuff with the family um i did at this point think that maybe one other actor could have done this Mm -hmm. in my estimation and that'd be alan rickman just oh. when you, when you see some of the stuff, like, I mean, his eye, the way that he's able to act with his eyes to go from like blank to like the feeling in them um, could have kind of, cause it's just, Michael Caine's mostly just reacting to things. You're mostly watching him watch mm-hmm. stuff happen.
1: There's a presence Michael Caine brings with him that provides gravitas mm-hmm. to what is otherwise completely ridiculous. What are these yeah. puppets doing with mm-hmm. a classic a uh, piece of literature, and I think Alan Rickman also brings gravitas yeah. to anything that he is in. Yeah, hundred percent agree yeah. with that. I think he could have done trace. that.
0: That's the only other name that come, came to mind that I could see doing it. Have you
1: heard Alan Rickman sing? Um, I think.
0: Oh, okay. We're gonna have to Google this. I think there was a musical that was he. He was really in. Alan Rickman musical. Obviously,
1: his voice is luscious um, to listen to and speaking. Is he
0: in Sweeney Todd?
1: I do not know.
0: <laughs> For his distinctive deep, languid voice, such a good word. Die Hard languid. the Musical huh. was Alan Rickman on Broadway. He played the Vicomte de Valmont of Les Liaisons d'Angereux in 1985. Um, nominated for a Tony. Who plays Snape on Broadway? That's a totally different question. Ooh. Um, this might be harder to Google than I would have thought
1: that it would, because it's just just wanting to give me his whole biography and stuff.
0: So we might have to, listeners, if you're thinking of an Alan Rickman musical. Uh, feel free to call in and let us know. Oh, I'm realizing that Jess always says what the phone number is, and I don't know what our call-in phone number is. So we're going to have Jeremy put it in the show notes. You can just swipe over on your podcast app, and you'll see it right there, and click it. Please feel free to call or text. And um, this is kind of, people say that listening to a podcast, when you know the thing, it's like being as close as you can get to being a ghost, which is they're yelling, no, Alan Rickman was in, you know. Lim um, is in the night in the run in the nineties or something, and we just aren't realizing it. But we'd love to hear from you about that.
1: Podcasters who are yelling right now, you're totally right. We mm-hmm. should listen better.
0: You're absolutely We should <laughs> uh, just come to our, my house when we are recording. Uh, I think Ghost of Christmas Present is stealing the film a little bit when he's aging mm. like really hard out of the Cratchit house into the. They go to a graveyard. Or he's getting him towards a graveyard yes, or something. Yes, he's sort of
1: disappearing as he yeah. hands him off to And he's his,
0: aging and his hair, yeah. his long hair is getting gray and stuff. Um, He's got those big old sausage fingers that are like stealing. There's so much emotion in those weird sausage fingers somehow. <laughs> he's putting them on Scrooge's shoulder and yes. stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Yes, you definitely feel the sadness of Um, he brought so much joy. He brought mm-hmm. so much warmth and you can feel that seeping away as his character is changing. And you obviously... Unless you're the child watching this, you know what comes next in a Christmas yeah. carol, you know darker yeah. and sadder stuff is coming and yeah. yeah, probably how we all feel taking the Christmas decorations down at the mm-hmm. end of the Christmas seasons. Oh, there yeah. it
0: all goes. It's the personification or the this is one of the only words I struggle with in English. Anthropo more anthropomorphization of that kind of sunday scaries feeling mm-hmm. of like oh the weekend is ending the weekend's dying like i'm gonna go I have yes. to go back to school or back to work or whatever that everyone can relate to and oh. like you're seeing that happen on screen and he absolutely. knows it's happening just like we know that uh, monday is coming you know yeah
1: absolutely all that comes in january is go back to work mm-hmm. go back to school start a mm-hmm. diet
0: mm-hmm. No exactly more, no
1: more christmas lights Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Christmas is that fleeting, yeah. Yeah. The pitch kind of that he does is, I think, yeah, he somehow visually portrays that really well. Um, okay. And then we go to Christmas Future. And I'm borderline distracted because I can't figure out what Muppet is supposed to be playing the Ghost Christmas Future.
1: Does it bother you so much that the body is disproportionate and you can't quite figure out? Mm-hmm. Does he not have legs? Right. Is, is, is like a waist stump resting on the mm-hmm. ground right now. Because
0: mm-hmm. of the way it's like cut. Mm-hmm. That you can't, you only see like the hoodie, the hood robe parts. Yeah. It's just that like I wanted it to be a Muppet that I knew. There's sure. that one Muppet that's really tall that's like sort of like the monster from where the wild things are. Um, mm-hmm. Just like a big guy. I can picture him in Muppet Treasure Island. Who's just being a big Muppet guy, and I just thought that was who it was going to be. I mean, he's not skinny. They kind of kind of want a group more of a Grim Reaper, yes, and they, I they don't see. shape Muppets that way. But
1: yeah, so I don't know what they did there. Um, it's not a
0: person. And it's not really a Muppet,
1: right? Is there a Muppet you would know that we just can't see under right. this black cloak, or is it just like a claymation cloak because mm-hmm. they didn't want to make a Muppet seem scary? Mm-hmm. Could they have kids. maybe
0: shown me a few Muppets sitting on their sh- on their each other's shoulders like kids in a trench coat mm. at one point to like le- for a piece of levity? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I might have been too much.
1: Yeah, it was just because then does that rob the moment of oh it he's might. not he's not the creepy harbinger of death? Yeah, it's those two funny Muppets. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um. So. There is so there's the scene of the pigs talking about how happy they are. The Scrooge is dead. Yes. Without naming him. And I'm a little distracted. I'm distracted very much by one thing, which is minor, which is that it's raining. Michael Caine isn't getting wet, which I think is good because he's he's not there. He's disembodied. This is a future, a portent Mm -hmm. thing. And I'm like, how are they doing that?
1: Because it seems like it's raining. Yeah. It's
0: like a green screen thing. I was very impressed by it, huh. but also isn't he taking kind of a long time to realize they're talking about him. If we just, say like, goes Christmas past goes Christmas present. Hey, and he doesn't really get it. He you're supposed to be like, you're supposed to be shocked when he realizes it's him on the gravestone. Like they yes. were making it very clear. They showed your pillowcase like when, during the like mm-hmm. thieves scene. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, do you have a take on that?
1: Well, I have trouble deciding when he knew, right? Because it seems like he drops a couple of lines almost okay future I see how this could be me right you know yeah come and on I'm like, okay at that point does he know yeah. like oh, sure these sheets look like sheets I would own mm-hmm. <laughs> that funeral they're describing sounds like a funeral that could be mine yeah. I totally just saw my head my tombstone
0: I know those guys who were talking about <laughs> someone they know dying
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure when it clicked right. for him.
0: And I think that's my problem is that I just either way, I just I want to know that it clicked. Yes. Because otherwise I, I feel see. like it clicked and then later I'm supposed to be like, Oh, it's clicking now. Oh, now he and I'm gets like, you hit. kinda already robbed me because um, I was sort of looking for that big emotion Michael Caine's face the first time that I think it should have clicked, you know, you don't want to make it not believable that it would take him this long. Right. They made, either they made it too obvious or they should have just let him have it there. Mm. um, Something like that. So, Um, and then, I mean, can we talk about tiny Tim loved watching the ducks on the river Like an absolute killer line.
1: Absolutely. That line has made me consider where would I bury various loved ones of mine so that when I'm near their grave saying goodbye, reminiscing, I'm also Mm -hmm. seeing something they would have appreciated. Mm -hmm. I mean, this this movie makes you renegotiate your Mm -hmm. relationship with loss. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. Now, do you have any personal history with... Graveyards, like playing in them as any as a kid, or there's any that have specific emotional significance to you. We you picture you know these. things. you many happening?
1: people who played in graveyards as kids?
0: Me and my brother. Okay, is that abnormal? Yes. Is that weird? Okay, so yes. I'm from Crawfordsville, Indiana, as some of you listeners may know, um, may be familiar with. There is a large cemetery in not the middle of town, but like right in town um, that has like pretty busy roads on mm-hmm. two sides of it. So, you, I mean, you're passing it constantly and you can just about like almost see the other side. But I mean, it's it's deep. It's kind of like up on a hill. And so you, it's it's not creepy. It's just like, that's what's there. Mm-hmm. And so in fifth grade, we moved across the street from it um like directly yeah, directly across the street from it. So like from at least parts of our front yard, you could just walk across the street and climb so up the hill and you're straight just into open it. Space. So are yeah, we're just over there like hitting bouncy balls with baseball bats and having the dogs chase them, or my dad would do the game where he's like, Find a gravestone where the death date is 1892 or wow. whatever. And so we're just kinda of running around. There's no there's not re- there's not really trees. I mean there there are some in the middle, there's a few trees, but it's not spotted with trees and there's a bunch of hills or like a cave. There's not like mm-hmm. a lot of big weird mausoleum things just kind of a bunch of headstones mm-hmm. and it's pretty and it's where you know we knew people that like we had an, we had an older neighbor that we were close to that was they'd had that a plot there for years and that's where he was buried and it, so it's like okay yeah. that's where Bob is of course it is and so I maybe have a different relationship to this that I'm realizing right now than a lot of people
1: maybe I think that might be a healthier attitude mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more um, a la um oh. What is the holiday?
0: Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los Muertos. Nice. My brain was
1: telling me Cinco de Mayo, and I was no, like, don't say it, no, Betsy. Don't no, embarrass no, don't yourself. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> El Dia de los Muertos, is like a, oh, of course we want to remember those people or, you know, be around mm-hmm. them even though they're gone yeah. or whatever. I, as a kid, I think I very much saw graveyards as a very solemn place. Almost mm-hmm. anything you say or do in a graveyard could be construed as disrespectful. Wow. You know, okay. like tighten yeah. it up.
0: I have knocked, you know, the like the sausage-shaped like ones that are sort of sitting on. Like they're low. Yes. I've knocked them off <gasps> of the grave and then had to go get friends to help me pick it up and put it back on because oh it was gosh. too heavy for me at 12 years old to put back on. Oh my god! But I knew I had to put it back on. That's the old point where I was that. like, yeah. where I was like, I didn't mean to do it. It's not sure. like we were playing with it or something. Yes. We're just running and like Let's kicked find out what it or something. Yeah. Right. It wasn't that. And we knew we needed to do it and we went and got it done. That was like, oh, like I feel a little bad that like I did that to that person's grave, but also like yes. they're not bothered by it. You know,
1: we used to yeah. have a dairy dip. Within walking distance of our home. Okay. Like a little not a chain dairy queen. Yep. Great. Right. We had
0: Dairylicious, so I get it. There
1: you go. Yep. And our the parking lot for dairy dip where we would sit and eat our ice cream after we'd walked there mm-hmm. was right next to a, you know, cast iron fence or what have you with a graveyard behind it. And mm-hmm. it always felt a little disrespectful to me that we were eating ice cream and oh, enjoying wow. ourselves that close to people okay. who could not do those things.
0: I have sat in a tree in that graveyard and watched the fireworks on 4th of July. Oh, like maybe with like uh, like an icy pop or something. Yeah. So,
1: just flaunting the store.
0: This that's where that's a tree that's kind of up on a hill that we could sort of see the fireworks from. <laughs> Look at like, all
1: the things I can do that yeah. you cannot folks below <laughs> me.
0: Never never once could my mind that you thought. You probably part shouldn't of it. No. think that
1: at age twelve. No, yeah.
0: So and then also here in Warsaw, when we lived on Main Street, we're just two blocks from what is it? It's not Oak Oakwood. Hill, Oak Wood. Mm-hmm. Um, a gorgeous cemetery, especially once you get back into the back in there. Mm-hmm. There is like a drop off hill at one point and there's some going up. We used to go and walk through there or ride our bikes through it, like on the way to go to Pike Lake or something. Okay. And there's like a cool back entrance to it. Have you been to that
1: I think so. Over by,
0: on the Pike Lake side. Yes. Yeah.
1: Would you run into other people there or did mm-hmm. you have the place to yourself?
0: No, there were other people like, okay. um, mostly like older people doing their walking routine or jog, you know, in joggers, like power walking through or something like that.
1: Fun fact. I was part of a group of adults back when I worked at Lakeview mm-hmm that did an after-school club activity that had a lot of Hispanic and Latino students in it. Okay. Uh, we went and raked leaves at the cemeteries, like a local, let's cool. help out our community, whatever. Yeah. Very hard sell for Latino parents. Interesting. With all of their superstitious beliefs yeah. to allow their kids to come to They're the They're eggs
0: for some reason. What'd you say? They're bringing eggs. The malo
1: thing. I did not. I I did not see eggs. I spitballing. Some kids had to have garlic in their pockets. Wow. Sincerely. Just like this is what's going to happen. Mom's like, if you're going to go, you're going with garlic in your pockets. Mm -hmm. And um, some of the kids said as as soon as they got home, their parents made them change their clothes and shower because they didn't want any dead spirits to have clung to them. Wow. You're not bringing that home. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was not my upbringing. They
1: were not watching the fireworks from a tree no. inside the graveyard on the no. 4th of July. No. When
0: Rachel and I talk now about like should we have like already
1: put down payments
0: on plots or oh gosh. Is that the kind of thing we want to do? Or is it just like a cremation situation? Yeah. Um, that's the only place I could picture actively wanting to be buried, I think, would be uh, an, in like the back further corner where there's a little more hilliness and there's some trees um, almost overlooking Pike Lake. Not that I've like have a ton of experience swimming in Pike Lake. I took the dogs there a few times or mm-hmm. George at least, but, but just the um, views it's just really pretty. You've
1: walked there mm-hmm. and you appreciate that. Yeah, Interesting. It's pretty. So not Crawfordsville. You don't want to be buried where you watch the fireworks.
0: So that, I don't know how many plots are. I mean, that one's pretty full and it's a very mm-hmm. finite, like there's houses on this side, house on this side, streets yes, on the other. We're not like, expanding. Yeah. It's not an expanding thing. Now that Oak, that's Oak Hill. And then there's, that's Oak Hill South. And then there's an Oak Hill shoot. It's either West, maybe Oak Hill West. There's another, like, I, I don't know why they have the same name. It's owned by the right? same thing. Like that's where my grandparents are buried. Uh-huh. Um, is that the other one? And there's a little more, that one's just a little more on the, not in the country, but on the edge of town, there's just more room and stuff. So I guess that would be, my, I probably have family members that have plans on being buried there, I guess on my mom's side. So that'd be the only other even option. But for me and Rachel, it's, this is where we've, Live. Right. This, this is really where we, we, we've made our, like, family's home.
1: I feel thing, like I'm so. putting down roots here, and yeah. I would probably rather do something here than yeah. go to places. Mm-hmm. Older relatives I may have never met are buried. Yeah.
0: yeah. So anyway, Tiny Tim uh, gets married where he can look over at You're the right, ducks. You're right, though. It's a killer line. It kills Whoa. you. <gasps> Absolutely. Gosh. And so then I think, I mean, my next note is just that the ending is... Doesn't quite have the hammer for me because like oh. he goes just back to the same graveyard. It's, it's he's at the same graveyard, right, and sees his headstone again, and he's like, "No, spirit, no." And I'm like, "What exactly are you asking for, Scrooge? Like, you're not going to stop yourself from eventually dying." And maybe I just have a weird relationship with death in that way, just being very comfortable about like that's what old people do. Like, mm. I'm sorry, you were close to your grandma. You know, absolutely. And then I just am not going to grieve for as long because I'm like. I don't we know all what did, exactly would yeah, eventually like, and I and I know that sounds really callous, and so I like actively try to not like go directly there or something. I was you know consoling a kid the other day who like kind of broke down in class about you know my, I just found out last night my grandma died. I'm like that uh, is super sad and like I am so yeah. sorry, um and and I, I, I am sad for him and I'm just kind of thinking while we're doing it like I was not that sad like I just don't get that mm-hmm. sad about that kind of stuff so.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I might just not be the right person for this message.
1: I I definitely think it depends on the relationship. Yeah. Micah and I were just having this conversation about, uh, I I finished a lady's memoir where she talked about losing her father and she not that she had a total psychotic break, but a little bit of that, the grief took over and she wasn't really thinking and she yeah. like tried to chase the hearse for a while. She was having so much trouble wow. saying goodbye. She like physically ran after yeah. uh, his body being taken away. And I was talking with Mike about how I did not anticipate having that relationship with if I lo- lose either of my parents, yeah. you know, but I think part of grief too is the... Uh, the immensity of the relationship. Right. You know, I was not close to my grandparents Mm -hmm. as we have lost them. Same thing. Those were just funerals for older strangers. I was going to as a child. Um, I think for me, you know, that expression, you feel like an orphan when your parents die, no matter Mm -hmm. what age you are. Mm -hmm. I do think I will feel that way when I start to lose my siblings. I felt in a larger yeah. way raised and mentored mm-hmm. by my older siblings, and that's a big
0: family thing for you to mm-hmm. some extent, right? I've got the one brother, and so I wouldn't go there. Obviously, I will be devastated if and when he if when he dies, um, unless Christ comes before that, I guess. Uh, but yeah, for you, I mean, that's so much more concrete. I wasn't raised by him by any means, so
1: right, yeah. And I think now I would have that relationship with Micah as well. We've built right. so much together in the fourteen years we've known each other. All of that. Leaves in a hearse with him someday. There's a lot to grieve there. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that big of a relationship, Mm -hmm. no, a goodbye can be Mm -hmm. quicker, if nothing else, maybe even seeming colder to someone Mm -hmm. else who's not you, but. Mm Yeah. Yeah. That's Muppet Christmas camera. I mean, Man, right? I like, know. We're I discussing mean, the, the, death. I guess later. we have
0: the the final, like, climb back up the hill, right? Where he, where it's, boy, yeah. what day oh. is it? And, yes. yeah, and that's the stuff, that's Tiny kind of Tim that dopamine did rush. not
1: die. Yeah, yeah you get yeah, that
0: whole. Plot twist, yeah. yeah. Which is tough because it's like. Obviously, I knew the Christmas Carol story, which almost everyone does before watching any given movie. I mean, you've seen some version of it. So you're not like, what? He's not dead. Like that kind (laughs) of thing. You don't really get that. That stuff didn't really happen. Yeah. Right. I thought I like, you know, how happy he is and he's singing. Everyone. There's a couple things. There's a quick turnaround. Like, great. Scrooge is nice now. And I'm in. We're in on it. We're in on Scrooge Bee Nights now. There's no skepticism at all. It's like no questions asked with
1: the Muppets, Mm -hmm. you know, or the spirits showing up. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's awesome now. Done. Great. He can party with us. Dozens of people on the street just now following him like the Pied Piper. So that was a little (laughs) odd. Um, Pied Piper is a great example. I
0: I wanted him to go and take the dinner to the Cratchits and like kind of eat it with them. I didn't necessarily want... And maybe a couple he brings a couple of people that we'd connected with. I don't necessarily know that I wanted him to bring in dozens. The whole of people. town, yeah. And then like packed. I mean, it, shoulder to shoulder along the street as far as the eye can see. I was like, oh this is over. maybe it's just a me thing. I would be overwhelmed with the number of people being brought in here. Mm-hmm. But I think it would have been a little more emotionally relevant if it's like, hey, yes. like I I need to do my apologies, and it's me saying that eating yes. you know, with you guys. You're the people that I'm I here love. to repair
1: harm yes. I have done. Not, here's me and 30 strangers. Mm -hmm. I literally don't even know these people's names, but they're coming in they're going to eat some of your food. And maybe
0: that's supposed to be like, I love everyone now. I've done a complete 180 on the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But it almost... You wouldn't think that after how sad some of the other stuff was, how good, Michael, how well Michael Gain's doing, they could get to where I would say cheesy, like, mm. on that end of it. I mean, it's a Muppet movie. Like, they just turned the dial to 12. Yeah, Like, I maybe could have done with, like, a 10 and a half. Like, it's just, it's a little over the top. In
1: the I'll, I'll accept that criticism, absolutely. Yeah. Especially someone who I feel very strongly about not mixing friend groups. Yes. Or if you do mix friend Me groups. Too. So delicately. Yes. I, I yeah. prep people. You're, you're prepping, every, yeah,
0: on both sides and all that kind yes. of stuff. Yeah. Oh That's my what goodness. I wish people would, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, and I don't, I don't invite people to things unless I can tell them, and here's who all will be there so yeah. that they can anticipate yeah. appropriately.
0: And obviously this is the musical denouement of a movie, and it's it's just singing and joining in, and it's not like he invited yeah. people and like things were thought out. It's just, let's right. get as many Muppets as we can on the screen at one time right. at the end, which is fine. Um, I'm, I'm also struck with a little, like, so Scrooge just is, I don't know, I don't know how to put it. He has all this money. He's just pouring money out, buying everything, handing money to people. And I'm like, well, eventually you can't, you can't just do that for forever. Like he will run out of that money. and will not be able to be just infinitely generous to everyone unless mm-hmm. I'm, maybe he is truly like a billionaire, right. I guess. Maybe. He has doesn't, funds doesn't,
1: he couldn't spend with his remaining years. Yeah, It doesn't
0: seem, I don't know. I think that would be a stretch, right? Like that tr- it's truly yeah. unlimited money. And then, so I'm like, Now we're we're actually kind of happy that that Scrooge has all this money that he did successfully save up, so now he can use it in a good way. Mm. Like the messaging there got a little like that. He's just handing out money. It's not so much about like I love you now. There's not like acts of service that he's doing. I wanted him to, I guess, apol like. Date, like apologies to people mm-hmm. and that could be a thing I have about apologies like rooted in my like childhood which is a real thing. Um, but that's You'd
1: like a verbal own up to what you did. Yes.
0: Yeah. That's important for me like in real life to to get like to have that like conversational closure mm-hmm. like the words of it and stuff um, so maybe I wanted him to do more of that than just like throwing mo- literally throwing money at yeah. everyone. Everything is we're acting like the money is what is saving this, it's solving this problem. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, my parents always use the structure I was wrong for fill mm-hmm. in the blank. Mm-hmm. Will you please forgive me? Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to hear this Michael Caine version yeah. of what did he think it was that Scrooge did wrong. Mm-hmm. You see him buy the bigger baskets of coal mm-hmm. for his bookkeepers. So, which it- is wild. I don't know. I didn't like
0: that. Really? Yeah. Because I want him to just. Uh, like making so they don't have to work, like, just like give them money. Like, yeah, I want him to, a bigger basket of coal is like, now you can be warmer when still doing the work that you've been doing for me. And I was mean mm-hmm. to you during that you don't love. It's not a passion of yours to be a bookkeeper. I'm just anti-work
1: Yeah, too. maybe, maybe. It sounds like you don't <laughs> love your job right now, rookie.
0: Jobs. I don't like the idea of having a yeah, job. Having I think it's a problem.
1: No, I, yeah, I read that as, um, I,
0: I, he listened to you. He cared about your Better he work you. conditions, yeah. right?
1: I'm not going to continue to abuse yeah. you. Maybe now you will love your job. I want to see
0: what their benefits package looks like, you know, <laughs> more than...
1: <laughs> they get the, vacation time now. We're not bargaining anymore to get Christmas Day off. It's like, it's, it's a little bit like... You know, the thing where
0: you, you've had a rough couple of months at this job, you know, maybe it's been a rough semester and then the, 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 your boss throws a pizza party Mm -hmm. and you're like that fixed it when you're like, well, we actually, we've been talking about compensation for like a while now. And, and then maybe I'm just so cynical and I'm the person who is kind of like, You guys are all like, oh, everything's fine. They threw a pizza party. Like, Mm -hmm. you you can't, let's not compromise these stances we've been taking in order to just accept the pizza now. We're like, actually, it's bigger than the pizza. Like, don't let. Your if you accept the pizza and are like everything is forgiven, then you no longer have any leverage. They'll be like, "Oh, I thought oh, the pizza was fine. I thought you were fine yeah, with the you pizza." Were happy with pizza. And last that's time. super cynical of me. Ooh, because
1: no, because I do love pizza. Up, this is not an anti-pizza podcast. We're pro that's pizza. That's not the message. No, that made me very proud at our former place of work mm-hmm. where we both were employed. When there was a meeting I did not appreciate about Mm -hmm. test scores, Mm -hmm. and I was not buying the whole package of what they thought that test was selling, what Mm -hmm. it said about our students and our work with our students. Mm -hmm. But there had been some sort of incremental increase somewhere in Mm -hmm. in one of those pieces of data. So they were trying to sell us on you know, believe this data by mm-hmm. what it says. Look, it said this one teeny tiny good thing about you in one area. Woohoo! Let's have an ice cream party. I remember the ice cream, cream party in it? the
0: computer lab.
1: Yes. Yes. Cause at the end, as soon as the meeting was over and it was clear that we were no longer required to stay in the room, everyone left and no one ate ice cream. I was like, yeah. I am proud of us for how <laughs> we handled that. Yeah.
0: You eat your ice cream. Yeah, you don't want to debase yourself by acting like this is all I needed to make this right, Mm -hmm. which is very high level. I mean, it's very thousand foot view of it because in the moment they bought the ice cream, the ice cream's going to just go to waste. You know what I mean? Like... So and, there's, and there's a lot of temptation to just be like, I deserve this and more. And that's great. Right. But you, you're like trying to show your like with your actions. And maybe they'll listen to me if I'm not even eating ice cream. Oh, no. Then now they know I'm taking this seriously. This is a big yeah. thing with for me at my last place of employment. A lot of like it was a lot of pizza parties. A lot of, you know, the our boss's boss's boss sent two dozen cookies. Just Kroger, you know, like on what? their way in, stopped and grabbed Kroger cookies. Other people are like eating them. And I would get, I mean, remonstrate like if I kind of was like, okay, they, they, they brought a store about cookies. Like we have, I have lots of points that I would like them to address. And Rachel was like, well, you know, being people like cookies and like, oh, this person might've heard you say that you didn't love the cookies they brought. I'm like, am I, am I the crazy one here? <laughs> like, mm. isn't this bigger than cookies? Like, are we mollified by cookies? And maybe we are, mm. maybe others, maybe some of us are. I don't know. And this has nothing to do with a movie that I loved. <laughs> I really enjoyed I'm Muppet Christmas Carol. So glad you and i like glad you You know, I like a kid's movie that can make me think about these things and feel mm-hmm. strongly about these ways and bring up these topics. I think there's nothing wrong with that. And it's not me being mad about the way late-stage capitalism works is not an indictment on a Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Other than I do wish there were more Muppet movies. That's a part of capitalism I don't like.
1: That's the only criticism. Right? That's, let's that's let's do more one. musicals.
0: There's no reason we can't have more Muppet musicals. Specifically not by musicals. I I, like, I didn't see In the Heights.
1: Mm, I haven't seen The 2nd Lin-Manuel
0: Miranda yes. joint after Hamilton, you know? I didn't even see the latest... What was the latest live-action Disney singing one? Was it Cinderella?
1: Oh, gracious. They've done so many I did not see Beauty action. and the Beast.
0: I didn't see Little Mermaid. I didn't see Aladdin. I wanted to be a Muppet Musical, I guess is what I'm saying.
1: Did see Little Mermaid, I did see Aladdin, I did see Lion King. Have they done other ones?
0: Lion King, I kind of saw the drive-in, but I was getting popcorn the whole time. <laughs> you know the drive-in in Plymouth where the line gets really, really long? Have you ever been to that one? No, I've well, Oh, sometimes you can wait in line for an hour for popcorn. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. It's insane. They only have like one person back there, and they do like pizzas and ice cream and oh, like my 40 other things. And it's like I'm just trying to yep. get a bucket of popcorn for $18. So you can miss
1: most of a movie mm-hmm. just getting your popcorn mm-hmm. refill. Yeah.
0: So this is definitely a movie that I would be happy to... I could see this being the second movie that I watch every Christmas right now. Wow. It's right it's now. Jumped it's, to number two. Um, it's wonderful life. And it's going to take a lot to pass. It's a wonderful life for me. Mm-hmm. This In wonderful. Life is like well, the one time every year I'm guaranteed to cry. Wow. Like I, it's, it's wonderful. Life is up there for me. And so it's, you know, this me seeing this at age 32 for the first time, it's going to be tough to climb that mountain, but I really liked it. And I could see myself watching every December.
1: Oh, I'm very happy with that. I'm very happy with that. If you came out with a bunch of criticisms, I would be disappointed,
0: but, oh. Oh no. <laughs> Straight to
1: number two. Yeah. I think I will so. will take it. I think so. There are so many good Christmas movies, mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. number one for everyone. I'll allow as long I'm kind as of it's a
0: mark five. This was, It's. It, I was ready for another Muppet movie. It's been a while since I've seen any of them. I have such a deep fondness for the Treasure Island one, yes. which is the same thing, but based around Tim Curry, who's a perfect person to be the, he's, he's two thirds Muppet himself already. <laughs> so that's really great. Um, I was ready. I I liked I it was like the warm embrace of Kermit singing songs and making his squunched oh up my. Kermit faces. Like oh, I was absolutely. ready. Yeah. I was an oh, absolute mark. One for of this my movie. favorite
1: parts of the whole movie mm-hmm. is um right at the beginning. I think it's before they introduce Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, but there was kids singing on a corner choir, and the one kid gets punched in the face by something. I forget if it's a snowball or he gets hit by a cymbal or something, and his okay. whole face just <laughs> up. <laughs> It's hilarious. That gets me every single yeah. time. I look forward to that yeah. one little bit.
0: Yeah, I am, I, it never fails to impress me how good the puppeteers are for they're these so puppets. so good. It is insane the amount of emotion they're able to put on, on a... I mean, they don't blink. They don't have eyes that uh, can open and close. Yes. And what is portraying emotion silently on a human face, if not like eyes that are able to be expressive. Right. But somehow Kermit
1: is expressive. Uh, very much so.
0: So it's always very impressive. Never, ever doubt the artistry that goes into... That, the, that those puppeteering or Muppeteering jobs or whatever they're called. So oh, very
1: impressive. Favorite quote. Okay. I almost didn't come we back to it. it. Um, wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. Oh, one of the lyrics. Yep. I have these little chalkboard signs in our front hallway mm-hmm. and I used to swap out quotes and things like that mm-hmm. on them. And once I put on there, wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. I wrote it on, there's a Christmas quote and then months just kept going by and I yep. kept looking at it thinking, That feeling should be generated a year round by various kind, selfless, you know, things we do. And so I've just left it. It's been up there in our hallway for years. That's awesome. So it has to be your favorite quote. Has to be. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you guys
0: have favorite quotes from Upper Christmas Carol, if you have thoughts on the impact of late-stage capitalism on the lives of small-town Indiana public school teachers, uh, we would love to hear about them. Uh, please vote in the poll if you're listening on Spotify. Would you watch Upper Christmas Carol again? That's probably going to be on there. Would watch. I thought it was very whimsical, and I love that about it. Whimsy's a big thing here on Flabbergasted.
1: Off the charts on Whimsy. Whimsy,
0: high quotient of whimsy um please uh follow and follow us on instagram at Flabberpod. i think i'm not going to correct myself if that's not the name of our handle uh we love we always appreciate uh ratings five star ratings and reviews and follows and so forth on your podcast uh, medium of choice and if you have new movies you would like us to consider in the future or what your favorite christmas movies are please let us know and call us at the number that Jeremy has so thank- gratefully, gracefully, graciously, graciously that's the word, provided on the show notes here. Uh, let's give a big round of applause. Thank you to Vasti for coming on. So much fun. Did you enjoy your maiden voyage on Flabbergasted?
1: I very much enjoyed it. It helps that it was one of my all-time favorite movies. Good. So well, that'll this, do it. <laughs> this was pure joy, and it's already getting me kicked off for the... Holiday season coming up.
0: Ooh, a little early. Let's do let's do Thanksgiving. We've got Friendsgiving and Thanksgiving, so we got some fun ones coming up. But uh, stay tuned for more films that you just can't believe we haven't watched. Bye, guys.